It's me, Rojan Kim. How are things going? Good? Things are going all right. It's Trump land now. We're in Trump land. We've gone from Obama land to Trump land, and here we are. How does it feel? Feel any different? Feel scared? Feel charged? You feel fired up? I feel I feel all those things. Am I I'm not I'm not okay, am I scared? I mean I'm not like scared. I'm not scared I mean my consciously aware that the doomsday clock has moved closer to midnight yeah yeah but you know we were already at like five five to midnight we're already like five to midnight and now we're at like um mm, a minute to midnight i don't know i i I don't actually know you know but uh i think actually something came out today that said we were about a minute away from doomsday i mean a lot of that's because of climate change now (laughs) not so much because of the nukes that used to be like you know real big problem back in the day but now now there's also the weather to think about isn't that something um so there's that (sighs) well anyway here we are um a new day has dawned 
new things are occurring, new things all the time, yet a lot of the same old stuff at the same time as that, you know? That's just, that's just how things are. That's just how things are. It's like cyclical, cyclical. It's like we move forward, and then you're like, well, you move backwards a little bit, uh, and you move forward again just to move forward a little more, like a wheel, like a wheel turning, like the wheel of karma, or the wheel of fortune, or... Uh, you get that. You guys get that. Yeah, you guys are smart. You guys get that. We're living in crazy times, but they've always been crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hear that. I hear people saying a lot now, we're living in crazy times. Right? We're living in some crazy time. It's so crazy. But is it because we see it all through social media? Is it because like of all of the inundation? Inundation? Is, that, is it because of, like we're constantly inundated with images, words, text, info, 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 info about everything that's going on? And we're not supposed to really have that much info, I think, at least in terms of an evolutionary perspective. Like if we were, you know, hominids walking the earth hunting, gathering, trying to get through our day, you know, we had symbolic language, we had art, you know, we had things, we had things of expressing of, of uh, the world, we had things okay, we basically gave ourselves like these tools to communicate to other humans about things that weren't right in front of us like ideas, you know, like we could talk about that thing we killed last week, not the thing we're killing now or we could talk about just killing Animals in general, you know, a big topic of kind of, you know, where to stick the spear, all that stuff, you know, all that stuff. It helped us evolve. It helped us grow our brains. It helped us master the world. I mean, as much as you can call this mastery, you know, it's like, if we were like landlords of the earth, we'd be terrible, like slumlords. We'd be like, <laughs> we'd be like the guy who never fixes it. It's all fucked up. We're not fixing anything. We're fucking it up. We're actively breaking things in the house. And then when you call us, call me the landlord who just smashed a hammer through your wall to fix it I'm like ah, i'm busy i'm busy smashing holes in this other wall here and that's what it feels like i mean if we're stewards of the earth we're <laughs> terrible stewards and stewardesses now we all should be grounded that's what i think anyway so saturday last saturday there was a march in downtown LA. It's supposed to be one of the largest marches in the whole country. The entire country marched. There's the DC one, there's one in New York, Chicago, you know, everywhere. There were marches. And especially in red states, shout out to you guys marching in places where it's definitely not popular. There's more people that intimidate you and make you feel like you shouldn't be marching. You women, you shouldn't be marching. I and a lot of people are like, what are these women marching for? Oh, they're sad, they're upset. What are you marching because you're angry? Uh, yeah. I, I guess, sure. Yes. I mean, I'm not a woman. I can't. I know better than to speak for them. So I'm not gonna. I can't. But I'll speak for me. I was there. I went to the fucking march. You know why? First of all, I love marches. I love protests, marches, that kind of just expressions, gatherings, assembly, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly. Um, I believe in it. I believe in the First Amendment. Big proponent of the First Amendment. Of course, the First Amendment itself has limits, issues. We can't be totally free. Can't do everything, you know. I mean, obviously, there's laws against yelling fire in a movie theater, which goes to show that before that law came, motherfuckers were doing that. 
<laughs> they would run into movie theaters and be like, fire. And then people would run out, and it was hilarious to them. And then they'd be like, First Amendment, baby. First Amendment. So the law had to, they had to make a law. A Congress didn't make a law, though. It was, you know, it's like a local law, whatever. It's like laws, just like a city law, whatever, because people are dicks. So that's really, you got to really factor that in into this freedom thing. People are fucking dicks, okay? But this March on Saturday, it wasn't about dicks. It was about pussy. Yeah, it was about pussies. Pussies everywhere, guys. There's so much pussy. I just never seen so much pussy in my life. And not pussy like girls or women. I mean like actual pussies, like actual like the word pussy on signs. The word pussy everywhere. Children and signs saying pussy on them, like pussy grabs back and this pussy bites or whatever, you know, like pussy signs. A lot of pussy talk. Pussy marches. Um, paper mache pussies, paper mache labias, vaginas, uteri. You know what I'm saying? Uteruses or uter- uteri? Is that the plural of? Uh, ah, of course, Nirvana's famous album, last album in utero. Um, also, look, if Kurt Cobain was alive right now, he'd be like, "Oh, Jesus Christ! It's been 20 years, and we're still we gotta still deal with this shit." And by this shit, we mean, you know, rolling back of women's rights, reproductive rights, um, the sort of overall mm, uh, misogynistic undertone of the president, the presidency, basically every person in the goddamn cabinet besides, I guess, the women. But it's a it's a very like white dude, conservative resurgence you know what i mean is that and that and that conservative white dude has not been like the coolest dude to say eh, women's rights like abortions like abortions they want to roll back abortions planned parenthood they want to defund it they don't want people to have abortions like that's going to really stop them right didn't we already deal with this back when the whole roe v wade thing happened because people were getting abortions illegally anyway and dying so why not you know, regulate it. Why not legalize it? With everything, drugs. Why not regulate it? Everything, everything. Why not just legalize prostitution? Regulate it. Why not? But they're so anti-regulation. Conservatives. See, they're, that's like the weird thing. They're anti-regulation. They don't want to re- regulate things like business, but they want to regulate your pussy or your body or whatever. They want to regulate you. Your being, your soul. They want to regulate what, you, what they put in your body, but they don't want to regulate the goddamn EPA, or they don't want to regulate the financial sector, or they don't want to regulate the pollution that comes. They don't want. Uh, so they don't. Wanna, they think the government's job is to stay out of business, but to get into your crotch or your brain. Right. That's what they think, um, and it's a terrible way of thinking. I let's just come on. Let's just come. On. It's two. What year is it? Tell me what year it is. We all know what year it is. It's 2017. Why? It's the year Trump became president, and we're still dealing with these old motherfuckers with these antiquated ways of thinking, which have been frankly shown to be bullshit. Now that we have all this information, we have data, we have research, we have all this thing that backs up that they were lies. We've been lied to, lied to. Okay, so that's why people protest. That's why they march to show that they're not fucking just gonna roll over. Okay, they're not gonna. It doesn't mean they're being babies or complaining. I mean, some of them are, but you know what? That's their fucking right. And until it's illegal to protest, they're gonna keep doing it. And for some people, protesting feels like 
yelling fire in a movie theater, okay? I get that. I get you could be inconvenient. Maybe you have to you need dialysis and you're about to you're going to die in the in traffic or an ambulance gets blocked or whatever. Who, who, uh, sure. I get that. I get that, but protesting is a fundamental right that is crucial to our society. It's crucial to the fact that I am uh not a waiter or a laundry man. Like that's all <laughs> That's all I would be without people protesting, like in the civil rights movement. So, like, I would be the angriest fucking waiter you have ever seen in your entire life. Look at me. You think I could wait tables, like, forever? You think I could do that? You think I wouldn't start fucking jizzing in things? I would start jizzing. I'd be the most jizzing waiter. I'd wait. I'd, you don't want to order nothing from me, okay? You'd be like, I thought these noodles were supposed to be crispy. Why are they so soggy? <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe because I don't have rights. <sighs> Maybe that's why. Maybe because I wasn't allowed to go to school. That's why I'm, j- I'm j- I don't know any better. I'm just jizzing your food. Okay, fuck you. That's that's how I would feel. I'd be angry as fuck if I wasn't born in this century. I'd be so dude. I don't know what the fuck I'd do. In fact, I, I bet there's an alternate reality where the civil rights movement never happened, right? Civil rights movement. And if there is an alternate reality where that's the case, then I am fucking. I am a jizzing ass waiter. That's really what it is. I'm the jizzing waiter you'd ever see. That's what I'd be. That's the highest I could attain in that reality. Okay? So thank God I'm in this reality where there was a civil rights movement where people died and marched so that I could be unemployed in an Airbnb talking to 20 people on a microphone to the internet. Thank that's, that's what people died for. And you know what? It's a huge disservice to them if I don't fucking go out there and join the masses of people, fucking almost a million, 900,000 people, they're saying, in downtown LA. It's fucking nuts. Everywhere. People everywhere. Great stuff, sights, sounds, you know, wonderful chants. Right? The push and pull of democracy. Look, frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with opposition. I like that the president is a douchebag and the man represents the man. It was harder when it was Obama because Obama was still the man. He was drone striking people and putting whistleblowers in jail. He fucking Flint still doesn't have water, right? That was under his watch, and he was the coolest dude. Everybody loved that guy. See, it's a lot harder to be like, what the fuck, when the dude in charge is cool. So I'm glad, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad, but you know, as the essence of protest, it's it's fundamental to our society. Look, look, I went to public school. Okay, I went to public school, and public school is built on a factory model, essentially. You know what I mean? You got the kids in there, you get in there for like an hour, the bell rings, they go to another thing. You know, they have like different managers, different times, and you have a an allotted lunch. You know, and it's like a work day. It reflects the work day. It's very, and it's like. You know, you don't really think about it when you're a kid, but you're being indoctrinated into a system. You're being indoctrinated into an economic uh, mold. You know what I mean? You're becoming a worker. You're becoming a worker bee who sits and does what he or her, you know, what he or she is told. You do your work. You cooperate with others. You don't rock the boat. You stay in your thing until the bell rings, and then you go to the next thing. And then that's, you know, that's all built on the factory model. But w- what's ironic about all of that is, what they don't teach you in school is that 
protesting was instrumental to the labor movement, right? Labor movement being a bunch of people who worked in factories who rose up, went on strike because they just wanted things like, you know, a fucking weekend or uh, an eight to, eight to ten hour day or just something, some kind of overtime, just rights. They just wanted rights. So what do they do? They fucking just stopped, like steel workers, railroad workers, like all these workers, they just stopped. They stopped. Guess what the response was? Guns. Bombs. Okay? Getting the shit kicked out of Like, you're just getting the shit kicked out of you. They literally drop bombs on people. You could look this up. Just look up, like, um, labor movement and uh, airplane bombs. Just Google that. See what comes up. Okay? They're, they, that's how they dealt the protesters back then. They were fucking murdering them. The machine guns. I mean, this is we're talking, like, World War One type shit. That's the type of mechanism we had back then you know and that's what they used on these people who they and and back then you know i'm talking about like early 1900s it's like say from the night till up to the depression or whatever right like that whole time period was um chaotic right it's chaos people that anarchists were gonna destroy the, the government I mean, that's that was the propaganda they used right these like people are anarchists anarchists are trying to destroy everything and the thing about anarchy is it, it offers people nothing so it's terrifying so you're like we gotta get rid of these anarchists but you know the whole fucking the guy with the mustache and the bomb that you see in the cartoons that bomb that's supposed to be the anarchist that's an anarchist the anarchist is the goddamn hamburglar with the fucking bomb right and who there's no bombs like that what kind of bomb is that but that's what became popularized and that though is part of the government propaganda against the spirit of the labor movement right so yeah, there were anarchists, man. Sure there were. There's always extremists. There's always people like that. But underlying that, there were people who just wanted some decency, some fairness, and they the only thing they could do is to put their bodies on the line. Okay? Put their bodies on the line. So we are fortunate in 2017, almost 100 years later, to not necessarily have to go to that extent. Some people do. Some people are still being killed in the streets. You know what I mean? Some people are still being beaten. You know, some people are still still are. Okay. And honestly, it's just time for the shit. Just cut the shit. It's time for just come on. We really still arguing about the same shit from fifty years ago? We really still arguing about it? We gotta move on. We gotta move on. So now I'm all for the First Amendment. Right, and I'm a, I believe in freedom. I believe in it. But this is there's a tricky thing going on right now. So that dude, Richard Spencer, so-called head of the alt-right movement, uh, got punched in the face on camera. And that, that, was, uh, that was a meme going around. And that was, frankly, quite celebrated. Version of the neo what? movement? It's uh, Pepe's become kind of a symbol. <laughs> He's talking about Pepe the Frog. Pepe the Frog, he has a pan of Pepe the Frog, and right, he's talking about Pepe the Frog getting punched in the face, and this is just, uh, it's just, you can't write this stuff, this is so beautiful, it's like, because Pepe the Frog, right, it's all about, sure, he's been co-opted by white supremacists, but he's also been co-opted by, I don't know, stoners, and co-opted by everybody, not to say that, you know, symbols aren't powerful, and that power, that could trigger people, or trigger, <laughs> or, you know, you could, I can see how people will be uncomfortable with this frog now. <laughs> but there's also the whole thing about the Egyptian god, god of chaos, right? Keck. Keck. Praise Keck. So that was how, what a keck in the head that was, right? For Richard Spencer, you can fucking start talking about Pepe. It's uh, Pepe's become kind of a symbol. 
as if Keck himself would say, there you go. There you go. That's a reminder of what's going on out there. It's not, it's too, <sighs> nothing is black and white. Or is it? I don't know. White supremacy? Does that deserve being punched? Like a Nazi? That's a Nazi, right? What, let's just call a spade a spade. Or let's just call a Nazi a Nazi. That's a fucking Nazi. That's a Nazi. That dude is talking about black genocide. Not out overtly, but he's like, he's like, should we question? Should we wonder if it's okay? I mean, he's basically being like the nice, nice Nazi. The intellectual Nazi, right? And you know who those Nazis are in the movies? The fucking scariest ones. They're the ones who are the leaders, right? They're the leaders of all the little punk guys who destroy things. But they're the ones who come up with the intellectual rationalization to get them all to do that shit. So they're the most dangerous ones. That's what I say. There, the, there is a danger in those people. So here we are. Look, should people be punched for speaking? No, I don't. I'm a comedian. Like I believe in freedom of speech. I believe in the sanctity of it. But as a comedian, I also understand that my speech has an effect on people. Right? Like I want a desired effect. That's laughter and joy. Uh, maybe some thinking, but laughter and joy mostly. You know, that's what I want from people. So I know that what I say has to may have that effect. If I start talking about dead babies or dead, you know, or something terrible, how we're all going to die and stuff, there is plenty to mine from that that I think is funny. But you have to do it in a funny way. You can't just drop death on people and expect them to be okay with it. Like, okay, so so when you have white supremacy and you start dropping that on people, they're not going to just be like, oh, it's just an intellectual concept. It's an interesting idea. We should think about it. That's not how people are going to respond given that there's a history of white supremacy in this country the history of nazism where mm, 11 million people were exterminated there is a history of people being interned in america there's a history there's a history okay white supremacy used to be the de facto way of um ruling these united states there was segregation, right? There was me. I'm not white. I would not have been able to drink from the white water fountain. Again, I would be a waiter jizzing in your food. That's that's the best that segregated America would have had to offer me. So Richard Spencer is now being like, hey, let's not segregate. Let's make it separate, but equal. Separate, but equal. Does it sound familiar? Plessy versus Ferguson. Anybody separate but equal? There's no such thing as separate but equal. Okay. There's no such thing. There's no real such thing as equal, honestly. But there is under the law. Okay? And we've gone through this. We had a whole civil war. We rehashing it again? We're gonna go through some World War Two shit on top of it too? What we, we we do we not need to fix the fucking energy crisis and the climate change and the coming AI overlords that may take us over? Like, do we not need the or the asteroid that may hit us or an earthquake or a caldera or a tsunami or all of the above at the same time? Uh, do we not have to worry about those things? Are we going to fucking talk about whether or not we should live with each other and people who look different or not and how we're all the same or we're not or whatever the fuck? Like this tribal shit, you tribal fucking monkey motherfucker. So here's my, there's the whole dilemma. It's like, I don't believe it's good. I don't believe violence like, speech shouldn't be met with violence. Like, if it was the opposite and somebody was, like, being like, oh, you know, we have to be inclusive. We have to be inclusive. We have to save the world and be inclusive or we have to save Earth or whatever. And then somebody punched that person because they believed that it was some kind of threat or something. You know, I wouldn't I would, uh, I wouldn't agree with that, right? But is it because I'm on this side or I'm on that side or whatever? You know, does it have anything on that? <sighs> does it have anything to do with that? I don't know. No, look. I mean, is freedom absolute? 
Is freedom absolute? Like, do you have absolute freedom to say whatever you want without consequence? Hmm. I mean, in a perfect world, but that doesn't exist. So here I am, caught between two things. My definite desire to defend, you know, myself and people from white supremacy, the tenets of white supremacy, the possibility of being put into a camp, the possibility of being a second-class citizen. All Is that punch-worthy? I think it is. I think it is. Because we're past the discussion phase, right? Like, I mean, I think we've done a lot of discuss. We had a whole civil rights movement. We, like I just said, we had protests going way back. We had a civil war. Like, we had tons of time to deal with this. So when somebody comes and starts professing white supremacy or white separatism or whatever, people want to punch that guy in the face. It makes sense because it, it isn't just ideas. It isn't just a realm of ideas. It isn't just some sterile thing. It's This is real life for people. This is their livelihood. This is their future, their children. This is also what they feel like their parents and grandparents fought and died for and what they're fighting for currently. And... It's not right. Look, the guy who punched, that's assault, right? That's that's assault. You can't just go, you know, in some states, I think you could say there's like crime of passion, right? That is a thing that exists. So people do acknowledge that passions can overwhelm you. And this man is inciting those passions. Honestly, that's what he's doing. I'm not saying he he deserves to be punched. I mean, I kind of am. I mean, I do I want to punch him? Yeah. But would I? No, because I don't believe... That, but I understand. Look, this also happened on stage in New York. You know, a stand-up comic, quote-unquote, an open micer, saying the N-word, dropping N-bombs a lot for no reason. Just dropping them. He finally got punched in the face by an unknown comic. And then everybody praised that comic. And I knew in my heart of hearts, you can't be punching. You can't be punching people if you could get riled up like that and you want to be a comic. You can't do that, Okay. And I guess um, you can't listen to Nazis if you can't, you know, not punch people either. I guess you should just know better to not be around Nazis if you want to punch them. Uh, so, you know, what 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 have we come to here? Well, you got your, you got your, on one hand, you got your freedom of speech. But on the other hand, you got your, look, when you're talking genocide, it's punching time. It's punched out. You gotta fight back. You can't just let the intellectual arm of white supremacy gain a foothold in mainstream media and start fucking. I don't know until and then it'll be too late because that's how it happens, right? That's what happened with the big guy, the number one dude, number one of them all. You know who I'm talking about, Hitler. Hitler. You know what he said. Hitler said. You know. Basically said it all, you know, if people had just realized when we were in our infancy what we were and smashed us, that's probably that's probably what would have stopped us. Right? So we should learn from the past. That's what I think. So in summation. Marching, protest, it's a fundamental right. Freedom of speech is also a fundamental right. It should be protected. However, freedom absolute freedom is not realistic nor does it actually exist in our world. We do have limits on speech. We do have limits. We do have limits. There are things that there are limits to all these. Just like the fire example, people have been testing these limits 
since the inception of our country because what we have is incredibly novel. There's no fucking f- arguments like this in other countries. Freedom of speech. There's no freedom of speech. Not even England. Not even England guarantees freedom of speech because they know better because they're an old-ass country. And they're like, ah, we can't do that. I'm not going to let them just say whatever they want. That's crazy. They'll fucking... They say whatever they want. They'll say stuff against us, and then everybody will be saying it. Next thing you know, we got to fight them all. Powers that be don't like that. But So America is an interesting experiment in that we have that freedom of speech. That's why we have fucking stand-up comedy. That's where it comes from. That's why we have a comedic tradition that is part vaudeville, but also you know, fucking part Socrates or Diogenes or whatever. It's part philosophical as well. It's part commentary, you know. So then, when you get a bunch of Nazis, when you get a guy advocating white supremacy, should he be punched? Now, should is a moral question, right? Like Morally, should we strike that person? Like, when is it okay to strike? Maybe that's the real question. When is it okay to strike someone? Obviously, when someone is attacking you, you know, if you feel threatened, somebody doesn't have to necessarily strike you before you strike them back. Because if we're taking a complete Christian angle here, that means that means just you don't strike at all. You turn the other cheek. You let them hit you. It's nonviolence. You know, if you go the Buddhist route, it's nonviolence. You know, but if I recall, Christians were fed to the lions. You know, and I guess uh, Buddhists were burned, or they burned themselves. You know, it's like I feel like. Rationally, you should fight back. That's what I think. You should fight back. So, Richard Spencer, by publicizing his views, by being this face, by getting the media coverage that he did, frankly, I could understand how that felt like an attack on some people. I could understand how some people were threatened and felt like they had to do something. Um, I can also understand why that shouldn't be legal. Right, like why you would face assault charges if you assaulted somebody. But I could also understand that in a court of law, they might rule that it was a crime of passion, and that a reasonable person who felt threatened by the tenets of white nationalism would do such thing. Right? This is unreasonable to say that. Oh, what, what, white nationalism? That's just a. That's just like a. That's like libertarianism. You know, it's just like a political thought. Political thought. You know, and that was so. That was actually true though. Back. You know, like in the 30s, back when the, they were all like, oh, let's see what the Nazis have to go, what they think. And then next thing you know, they're exterminating people. Okay? And this isn't just Nazis. I mean, Nazis are the most popu- popular or the most recent ones. The ones who did it large. You know, who they did it big league. Right? But we don't want that to happen again. Right? Other countries have committed genocide, genocide using the same goddamn language. Same thing, time and time again. And that's the shit we gotta stop. We gotta stop it in the bud. We gotta nip it, nip it in the bud before it's too late. And I, of course, have a vested interest in that because I'm definitely gonna get rounded up, <laughs> put into a camp, guys. They're definitely gonna put me in a camp. They're definitely gonna put me in a camp. And what will I jizz in then? Right? What will I jizz in then? Okay. Well, great. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate the listenership. I appreciate I've you know what I started putting these up on YouTube so if you're like you know you wanna you're on the YouTube and you'd like to see it please subscribe to Rojan Kim please subscribe to the Rojan Kim cast you can find it on iTunes you can find it on Stitcher please uh, follow me on Twitter at Rojan Kim are you getting it this is a call to action this is supposed to be a thing that I'm supposed to do in order to connect and gain more followers so anything you guys can do leave a comment 
tell somebody about me and be like, hey, just fucking, I don't know, create a bot that makes uh, me get fake subscribers. And whatever it is you would like to do to help, I would appreciate that. But most of all, I appreciate you lending me your ear, being right here, um, and uh, drinking a beer. I don't, don't know. I was trying to rhyme that last part. Anyway, um, I do have a show coming up, but it's tomorrow. It's in WeHo, FUBAR. 8 o'clock, Santa Monica and Crescent Heights. Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're good. <laughs> Otherwise, I have a show on March 5th at the Ice House in Pasadena. Uh, follow me on the interwoobs um, if you want to check me out there. And, you know, I don't know. Fucking, let's fight the power, y'all. Fucking, the power, it's way easier to fight the power now that it's fucking orange dude, right? So let's fucking do it. Um, thanks for listening. Goodbye.